my message is simply, it's more like a teaching, but uh, it's part one. It's part one, and I really believe God's put certain things in my heart that I want to communicate to you today. And uh, simply title it, Attitude Adjustment. Pastor speaking in his congregation. And uh, on a much lighter note, okay, please don't take this out of context. It's a joke. So, uh, a pastor speaking in his congregation, and he was super... You're super enthusiastic because a couple of people in his church, you know, they were, reco- they, they were, they were recovering from alcoholism and uh, he was so taken up. He was so happy with, with what God was doing in the church. And, you know, he was, he, was just, he, was just, uh, he was just so enthusiastic that Sunday morning, he was speaking in his church and he's like, God is doing something in this church. You know, if you're struggling with, with, with addiction to alcohol, I really believe that God wants you to take that bottle and empty that whiskey into the river. And everyone's like, yes, praise God. He's like, if you are struggling with alcoholism, take that bottle, empty that wine into the river. Everyone starts screaming, yes, praise God. And you know, he just kept on going, naming, naming one thing after the other, the vodka, the whiskey, the wine, and everything, and throw into the and just throw into the river. And everyone was screaming and everyone was shouting, people were rejoicing, and then it was time for worship. And the, the worship leader came up and he said, Turn your pages open to, to number 213, and we're gonna sing, let us go to the river. Let us go to the river. For those of you who didn't get it, meet me after the service, okay? I will fill you with another spirit. Okay, it's called the Holy Spirit, you know? But like I said, it's a joke, okay? It's a joke. Don't take me out of context. But this, 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 this afternoon, you know, I've been doing, I don't know if you've been catching on to it, but I've been doing a series of couple of things. A uh, couple of weeks ago, I spoke a message Title, are we stuck? Are you stuck? Week after that, I spoke a message when you don't feel like it. When you don't feel like it. You know, when you don't feel like praying, when you don't feel like coming before God, we need to understand that there's the Holy Spirit who intercedes on behalf of us. Last week, I spoke a message titled, The Promise Keeper. The Promise Keeper. But all of these messages have to do with one thing. It's great, to re- it's great to receive and to hear a beautiful message, but it's another thing to act on it. And all of these messages that I've been preaching over the last four weeks simply require from us, simply require an attitude adjustment. Simply re- require an attitude adjustment. The Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. You know, sometimes I love to, I I love to, I love to talk and say certain things, not for, not for the sake of saying it, but, but because I always, I always refer to who my father is. I always refer to who my father is. So sometimes I, I mean, the best example I can talk, I mean, the, the, best, the best example I can talk about is with my wife. You know, sometimes uh, I'll talk, I'll say things in the air, and then she'll be like, what do you think, you're a millionaire? I'm like, of course, you didn't know that? I'm like, she's like, what do you think, you're a millionaire? I'm like, yes, of course, I'm a billionaire. I'm much more than that. 
You know? I said, only thing, God's taking time to release it. He's going to release it in part. But yes, by the time I'm done with this life, I am going to be a billionaire. You know? And all, yeah, yeah, come on. You know, we need to be confident. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Appreciate it. You know, but a lot of times it takes attitude adjustment. Because the Bible, you know, people, people see, people in the secular see things as though they are not. But we see things as though, why not? Why not? You know? Because God has given us the ability, the Bible says, life and death lie in the power of your feet. Where? Where? That's what we call our youth are alive. I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had a, 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 an amazing, successful first week of youth summer camp. Thank you for the five or seven hands that are clapping. Thank you for the five. God, thank you for those five or seven hands that have, that have clapped. We pray, Father God, that in due season, a lot of them will follow. But we thank you. We rejoice. Thanks to Hertz as well. You've been doing a phenomenal job. You know? But the Bible says, life and death lie in the power of your tongue. If you say... If you're waiting on, now listen, okay? I'm not talking from being a superhuman being. I'm talking from experience of seeing what God has done in my life as an individual, in our life as a couple, and in our life as parents over the last so many years. And what it has only, in, what it has only done for me is to believe God fully, or rather to try to put complete hope and trust in God, believing that even in the difficult times, God will come through. And it's because of those times that we can confidently say that those things that are not will be spoken into and be, will be spoken life into and will come to pass because it, it does not come from me. It comes from the God who I trust in. And so we need to, we need, you know, we, we, we need to, we need to, voice out and speak out this power in declaration. How many of you are waiting on something today? How many of you are waiting on something? Something. You're waiting for the service to get over is also something. <laughs> I promise you, I'll be done in the next 20, 25 minutes. But we're all waiting on something. You know, what we need to do is declare it. You received, a bad, you received a bad report from the doctor? I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm, not, you know, I'm, I'm not asking you, listen, we thank God, we praise God for doctors around us, you know, for doctors, for people who are, who, are, who are trained and are skilled in that area of expertise. But at the end of the day, God is the giver of life. Life and death, life comes from God, and when it's time for you to go, God will take you away. But if you receive something that's disturbing, don't go on Google like I, I, like I used to do a lot of times. You've got a toothache cancer. You know, the, the nerve is going to this, this, this. Your, 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 your fingers are paining, arthritis. Don't go on Google. Don't go on Google. Don't type G-O-O-G-L-E. Just go and ask G-O-D. Just ask God. Just ask God. You know? But what I'm trying to say is, someone has said something, go before God. God's given you life. 
God, I thank you for this person, but I speak life in my very being. I speak life. I cancel every negative word and I speak life. This report is not going to bring me down. You receive a job offer and then a couple of weeks, uh, a week later, the person says, sorry, you know, we, we really wanted you to join us, but, you know, we're going to put this offer on hold for now. Listen, listen, listen. If God closes one door, he's the God who's more than able to open doors. Amen? He's the God who's more than able to open, who's more than able to open doors. But you need to declare it. All it requires is an attitude adjustment. Your attitude equals your altitude. What do I mean by that? You have the right attitude according to the word of God, it will take you places. You have the right attitude according to the word of God, it will take you higher. It will take you higher. Your attitude equals your altitude. That's what I actually wanted to, 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 to name this message. But I thought attitude adjustment is a lot better. You know, our attitude about ourselves and our circumstances to a large extent determine the kind of person or leader we become. You know, William James, the father of modern psychology said, the greatest discovery of my generation is that humans can alter their lives by altering their attitude of mind. That humans can alter their lives by altering the attitude of mind. You know, many a times we've heard this, the battle, you know, the battle is in the mind. The battle is in the mind. God has given you the ability to conquer everything from your head to your toes. That's why he's given us the armor. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and in our hands the sword, which is the word. And you might, be, you might be trying to figure out what about my back. The Bible says God is our real God. Which means that God has your back. It's, it, it, God's got your back. God's got your back every single day. But we give room to the enemy to come in and rob and steal our thoughts. The battle, the battle takes place. A lot of times the battle takes place over here. Do not give room to anything that is not of God. But train yourself. Train yourself to declare prophetically. There is power in, de in declaration. Do not give room to the enemy. You know, and a lot of things can change just by the way we think. Your attitude will determine your actions and your action will determine your accomplishments. Jesus emphasized this principle by teaching that we must, get our, we must get our heart in order before we can get our life in order. He said that out of the evil treasures in a man's heart come forth good things. Out of the evil treasures in a man's heart come forth evil things. Come alive in the name of Jesus. Come alive. Everyone's awake. I hope nobody's declaring, Lord, let this service get over in the next 15 minutes. Which actually it will in the next 15, 20. Listen, listen, listen. Out of the evil treasures in a man's heart will come forth evil things. Out of the good treasures in a man's heart come forth good things. It's all about what is inside. Real change occurs from the inside out. How many of you binge watch 
some things on Netflix. I can see the nudge going. Listen, okay, it's not a bad thing, okay? I'm not condemning you. But how many of you know that when you meet up with people who are watching the same thing, what do you talk about? You talk about the same thing, right? You know, let me give you good news. As much as you empty of yourself, the more room you give to God to fill you up. As much as you empty of yourself, the more room you give for God to fill you up. The more you fill yourself with things of the world, wherever you go, you will talk about things in the world. And they got me so bad. And U.S. is going through a really bad period right now. It's, it's so bad. You know, things, people are losing jobs left, right, center, everywhere. But if you take in, you empty of yourself from worldly thoughts and you, you, you give room for God to fill you up, you would be that voice in the wilderness. When people around you are like, man, things are so bad. Really? People are losing jobs left, right, center, all over. Listen. My God is the God who opens doors. If people are losing jobs, my God is more than able to give back those jobs. And even better, because my God never takes you backwards. He takes you onward, forward, and, and, and upward. You know? If people are on, how many of you know what's the topic of the, what's the, topic of the week? When? July, it's summer. Come on, guys. What's the topic of the week? It keeps getting more intense every week. Yes. You know? I've, I don't know how many people I spoke to this morning, when I, this afternoon when I entered church. It's getting so hot. Listen, my, I, myself was included in that conversation, okay? It's getting so hot. It's getting so hot. It's getting so hot. Man, I'm telling you, our people in Dubai, they have time on their hands to actually record and mention that June was the hottest in 176 years. There's a lot of time on their hands. To actually do that kind of math. It's so hot, it's so hot, it's so hot, it's so hot. But you know how privileged we are living in this place? You know how privileged we are living in this place? You can be walking down the road and be like, oh my God, it's so hot. And just walk into a grocery store for five minutes and you'll be fine. Just walk into a grocery store and you'll be fine. Don't even have to buy anything. Don't even have to buy anything. Okay, with the kind of malls that we have, just walk on the road for 10, 15 minutes and then just walk into any mall. We have seating areas in the mall. People come and sit down for half an hour, for one hour, for an hour and a half. They'll have conversations on the phone. Okay, listen, I'm done now. I'm going home. But listen, listen, listen. There are so many places around the world that's got it a lot worse. We need to be thankful for what we have. We need to, it's all a change of attitude. It's all a change of attitude. I mean, just think, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday. Just think about the laborers. The construction workers, it's true that they're not working in the afternoon, but it's not gotten any cooler. Think about them. You know, they have to do what they have to do because the little that they earn, they have to send back to look after their families, to make sure their families are okay. We've gotten, we've gotten so much better. You know, I, I shared this a, a couple of months ago when my, my friend in India his church was broken down. Okay, their service starts at, at, at 10.30. His, his church was broken down by anti-Christian uh, fanatics. But that Sunday morning, I spoke to him. I asked him, so what are you going to do? I spoke to him Friday, Saturday. I asked him, what are you going to do this Sunday? 
he's like, we're still going to have service. They don't have air condition, okay? They don't have air condition. Service starts at 10.30. Over 150 people were out over there at 8 o'clock, at 8 a.m., ready to praise God. Ready to praise God. We've got it easy. We've got it easy. We need to be thankful. To whom much is given? To whom much is given? Listen, change your attitude. All, I'm pointing to you, okay? Change your attitude. All of us. Okay, because in changing your attitude, you will get to where God wants you to be. You know, and this afternoon, I just want to share very quickly five biblical principles about attitudes. I've got ten, which is why I named it, I made it part two. But I just want to share five this afternoon. My attitude as I begin a task will affect its outcome more than anything else. My attitude as I begin a task will affect its outcome more than anything else. You know, in many situations, the battle is won before the battle has begun. In many situations, the battle is won before the battle has begun. It all depends on the frame of mind in which we enter the battle. It all depends on the frame of mind with which we enter the battle. Are we full of confidence, hope, and optimism? Or are we doubtful, hopeless, and negative? You know, and we find this principle well illustrated in the, in the story of Moses. You know, in, in, in the biblical character of Moses and the 12 spies. When Moses sent the 12 spies into the land, promised to them by God, two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a positive report. The other 10 spies returned with a negative report. Their attitude prevailed. Their attitude prevailed and the generation, that generation of people never got to enter the promised land. They never got to enter the promised land. Joshua and Caleb saw the fruit in the land. The other 10 spies saw the problems in the land. Joshua and Caleb saw themselves in God's hand. The other 10 spies saw themselves as small and weak. They were optimistic. Joshua and Caleb were, all, Caleb were optimistic about the future. The spies were pessimistic about the future. Joshua and Caleb encouraged stepping out in faith. The other spies prevented the people from progress. A lot of times the battle is won before the battle has begun. What do you see? Do you see breakthrough and victory in spite of the storms, in spite of the, in spite of the challenges around, uh, in, in spite of the challenges along the way, no matter how difficult it would get to get from where you are to where you need to be, do you see breakthrough and victory ahead of you? Or do you see the storm, the challenges, the difficulty, and say, oh no, this cannot be done. Oh no, this cannot be done. You know, let me say this. It's a fact. It's a proven fact around the world. There's no storm that lasts forever. Try to find me one, and I will take back this statement next week. There's no storm that lasts forever. You know, and at times, God can take away the storm in an instant, and at times, he allows you to pass through it, not leaving you alone, but you can be assured of this one thing. He holds your hand through every storm. You know what is, you know what is, what is, what is true peace? 
Having true peace in your heart? What is having true peace in your heart, being calm in your spirit? It's knowing that no matter how bad the situation may be around you, Jesus is with you in your boat. Jesus is with you in your boat. People say that boat was rocking from side to side. Obviously, if Jesus is in your boat, if Jesus is in your boat, it has to rock. It definitely has to rock. How boring it would be if he's not there. If Jesus is in your boat, it has to rock. You make a t-shirt on that and put Hope DXB at the back. <laughs> My attitude towards others determines their attitude towards me. My attitude towards others determines their attitude towards me. The Bible says, this is not a tight message. Give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, they will pour into your lap. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. You know, generally speaking, people are like mirrors. People are like mirrors. They will reflect the attitude that they see in you. They will reflect the attitude that they see in you. Therefore, you must initiate the attitude you want in return. Leaders must understand to get, leaders must understand this to get results. And the Bible says in Luke 6.31, Jesus said, and just as you want people to treat you, treat them in the same way. You know, Bill Johnson said this, people are created based on the fact, people are created, sorry, let me, I don't want to get it right. People need to be treated, people need to be treated, people need to be treated based on the fact that they're created in the image of God. You need to treat every person, it's hard, you need to treat every person, that person who's, who, who's even taking long in the departmental store, to get what you ask for. He'll come after 10 minutes. Sorry, I'm not interested. Thank you. This store is rubbish. It's the worst in the world. Do you know Jesus paid a price for that person as well? Do you know Jesus died for that person as well? Listen, this is not a condemnation, condemning message. I am included in that. I'm not a superhuman being. You know when the guy, the grocery, the, you know, uh, the, 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 the guy in the, in the grocery, the, sh the supermarket, you know, is taking time to put in all your stuff and get your stuff and you ask for a couple of things and then he takes time to come back. He's like, oh, I thought you were going to bring it tomorrow. I thought you were going to bring it tomorrow. No, no, no. We need to treat people based on the fact that they're created in the image of God and knowing that Christ paid a price for them as well. You know, Christ paid a price for them as well. As how many of you have been in a situation where the person's really furious and really angry and you walk up and he goes, oh, and then you speak politely. Have you seen the tone mellow down? Why? Why? Because there is power when we reflect the attitude of Christ. There's something that God does in the environment when you realize that you are God's brilliance on display. You know, someone said this, a person's success on the job is 13% due to understanding the product, but 87% due to understanding people. 87% due to understanding people. The third thing, my attitude is the major difference between success and failure. 
My attitude is the major difference between success and failure. Proverbs 4.23 says, watch over your heart and guard, with all, guard it with all diligence for, for from it flow the springs of life. The book of Proverbs reminds us how important our attitude towards life must be. Out of our heart flows springs of life. Think about it. You are only an attitude away from victory. You are only an attitude away from victory. You know, an Olympic gold medalist once said, I believe the only difference between gold and silver, the only difference between gold and silver medal winners is their attitude, not their ability. How many, how many of you know that the race is won? Very often the race is the race is won in the last 10 to 15 meters. You know? The person in the back would be cruising in a marathon, he'll be cruising suddenly. And the person in the front is like, I've got this. I've got this. And then suddenly, the person picks up pace. Slowly by slowly, he's picking up pace. And ultimately, he emerges as the winner. You know, it's a lot to do with attitude, not ability. Proverbs also lists certain strong attitudes, such as pride, lust, envy, anger, gluttony. And, and, and those uh, you know, those things take us out of the path of success into the one of failure. But on the other hand, a right attitude can make up for what you may lack in resources. A right attitude can make up for what you might lack in resources. You know, many leaders in the past have accomplished great things without any resources other than a positive attitude. Other than a positive attitude. My second last point my attitude can turn my problem into a blessing. Philippians 2 verse 5 to 9 says, Have this attitude in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Although he, ex although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant and being made in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God, exalt, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every other name. You know, there are three phases that we find in every problem. The first is awareness. We're aware that we have a problem. The second is evaluation. What went wrong? And the third is a choice. This is where attitude steps in to make a difference. This is where attitude steps in to make a difference. You know, we can begin dreaming. We've, we've got dreams. Some of us have put dreams on the shelf. We're allowing those dreams to get dusty because we're like, this dream's never going to come to pass. We can begin dreaming and we can continue dreaming or we can become disappointed. We can start building or we can start blaming. We can become busy or we can become angry. We can conquer or we can quit. Whether the problem becomes a blessing depends more on you. I really love this story. I keep saying it. I said it yesterday also at, at a place where, that I went to pray for. The story of Walt Disney. How many of you grew up watching Disney? You know, a lot of us, right? Now, Walt Disney wanted to build a place where people, where, where children, where parents, where couples could just come and be happy. He wanted to build this place. He wanted to create this environment. And so the plan for Disneyland began. 
the plan for Disneyland, Disney World began. And so construction for Disneyland was, was going on and uh, it was ready, it was ready, Disneyland was ready. But unfortunately on the day of the inauguration, Walt Disney was not alive. He was not alive. And uh, his wife stood over there, you know, about to cut the ribbon and inaugurate Disneyland. And one of the senior executives came to his wife, came, came, and, stood, uh, uh, came and stood next to her and said, if Walt Disney was only alive to see this. She turned to him and said, because he saw it, that's why it's here. Because he saw it, that's why it's here. What do you see? What do you see this afternoon? What is it that you are seeing? Do you see a problem? Do you see a problem? And you see that problem getting worse? Or do you see that problem about to turn into a blessing? You've got dreams. You've got things that you want to see happen in your life. You might be thinking it's too late. Nothing is too late for God. Nothing's too late for God. When God says it's late, that's when he's going to say over your life, it is finished, and he'll call you home. So till then, nothing is too late. You have a dream? Give it to God. And God is the one who will fulfill that dream. The last point this afternoon. My attitude can give me an uncommon perspective on life. The Bible says, all things, say all things. Say it again, all things are possible to him or her who believes. All things are possible to him or her who believes. You know, like I said in the very beginning, a political leader once remarked, some people see things as they are and say, why? But we as sons and daughters of the kingdom need to see things that are not and say, why not? Who wants to become a millionaire in this place? Four, five of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The church will, the church, Lord, we, we pray for that you prosper these people. We are, we are, we are looking to you to, to go to the ends of the earth and bless the ends of the earth through these five people. Amen. You know, I'm going to ask that question again. You know that. How many of you want to become a millionaire? A billionaire? Yeah. Okay, listen, how many of you, how many of you, forget, forget millionaire and billionaire. The Bible says be content with what you have. I'm not, I'm not, in, in, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the Bible says be content with what you have. Let me rephrase it. How many of you want to be in that place where you know that you have a God of more than enough, where we are going to have more than enough, and we're going to be known to be a blessing to the ends of the earth. How many of you want to be that person? Yeah. All of us. All of us. You know, the Bible says, my God will cause you to lack no good thing. God knows what you need, and he knows when to give it to you. He knows exactly what you need and when to give it to you. All things are possible to him who believes. My attitude can give me an uncommon perspective on life. You know, a shoe salesman was sent far away to a country, and after a few days, he sent back a message, coming home, nobody wears shoes over here. Another salesman was sent in this place, was sent to the same place. He wrote back to the office after a few days, send more shoes. Nobody has them over here. 
Send more shoes. Nobody has them over here. Same situation, different perspective. Different perspective. In closing, I like this guy. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, I mean, he's, he's a brilliant author. Does a lot of leadership talks. A lot of leadership talks. Uh, has wrote a number of commentaries on the Bible, different books on the Bible. Uh, an amazing, an, an amazing uh, uh, man of God. And also because uh, I, I chose his quote because it has my name in it. So it's not my quote, by the way. Okay, it just happens to have my name in it. So Robert Jake, Dr. Robert Jacklin, he's got an amazing bunch of uh, leadership books for those of you who would like to grow and you know just just grow in the area of leadership and get to know how to do certain things or a lot of things according to biblical perspective. This guy is a person you need to go to. He says the primary difference between a follower and a leader is perspective. The primary difference between a leader and an effective leader is better perspective. Better perspective. In closing, I just want to wrap up. And I just want to say the five points that I mentioned again. The first is my attitude as I begin a task will affect its outcome more than anything else. My attitude towards others determines the attitude towards me. My attitude is the major difference between success and failure, and my attitude can turn my problem into a blessing. And last, sorry, my attitude can give me an uncommon perspective on life. You know, this afternoon, some of the, some of, you know, this afternoon, just, you know, we may think the, the way to get that breakthrough or that blessing or that victory that God has for us are so many more things when in actuality it's just a change of attitude. It's just a change of, fo of focus, of perspective. And even as I continue this message next week, I just pray that, you know, we would have the mindset of Christ. We would have an attitude of gratitude that in all things we'd be, we would learn to be thankful that we would have an attitude according to the word of God that trusts God enough to say that if my God is for me, who can be against me? We would have that attitude that will, we would have such an attitude knowing that there's nothing, absolutely nothing that will bring us down, that will shred us to pieces, that will tear us apart. There's absolutely nothing. But we would have that attitude and know that if God is all I have, I've got all that I need. We would have that attitude that we would, know, we would have that attitude that we would know and we would say, it's taken time, but it's on its way. It's taken time, but it's on its way. There's been a visa delay, there's been a job delay, there's been a promotion delay, there's been a money delay. It's taken time, but it's on its way. My God is not a God who says things and his words fall to the ground. He accomplishes everything in its pathway. If God said it, it will be done.